it has been said that on the morning the 59th annual Grammy Award nominations were announced and Sturgill Simpson's name was read as being nominated for Best Album of the Year that uh, people around the world asked themselves who the is Sturgill Simpson? Who is Sturgill Simpson? He is an American singer, songwriter, and actor, an all-around badass. As of this recording in April of 2022, he has released seven studio albums. His first two albums, High Top Mountain and Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music, were released independently back in 2013 and 14, the latter of which was nominated for a Grammy for Best Americana Album and was ranked 18th on Rolling Stone's list of the 50 best albums of 2014, and in my opinion, that was 17 spots too low. His third album, A Sailor's Guide to Life, was released on Atlantic Recordings, which marked Sturgill's major label debut, and it later earned him Best Country Album at the 59th Grammy Awards, while being also nominated for Album of the Year at the same show. Simpson's fourth album, Sound and Fury, was released back in September of 2019, and it too was nominated for a Grammy, this time for Best Rock Album. He released two albums in 2020, Cutting Grass Volume 1 and Cutting Grass Volume 2, which feature bluegrass interpretations of songs across his catalog, as well as songs that had never been officially released from his days in Sunday Valley. These albums mark Sturgill's return to independent music, and his latest and seventh studio album, The Ballad of Dude and Juanita, was released in August 2021. This album was nominated for Country Album of the Year at the 2022 Grammy Awards, and Cutting Grass Volume 2 received a nomination for Bluegrass Album of the Year at that very same show. Making Sturgill having the honor of being the only musician in the history of the world to be nominated for Album of the Year in the country, rock, Americana, and bluegrass categories at the Grammy Awards. Not Johnny Cash, not Elvis Presley, not the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Springsteen, or even Bob Dylan. Only Sturgill freaking Simpson. So get out the marijuana LSD psychosobin DMT. This is That One Show, Episode 10, Hillbilly Adventure, The Life and Music of Sturgill Simpson. John Sturgill Simpson was born in Jackson, Kentucky, a town located in the county of Breathitt in the southeast corner of the state. His given name Sturgill comes from his paternal grandmother's maiden name, which originates from the town in which he was born in, in Wortland, Kentucky. Sturgill's father was a Kentucky state police trooper who often worked undercover in the narcotics division 
and his mother was a computer operator. Sturgill is their only child. Due to his father's work, Simpson's family moved to for sales just outside of Lexington, Kentucky when he was in middle school. Simpson later on attended and graduated from Wolford County High School in Versailles. His mother's family were all coal miners, and Sturgill is actually the first male from that side of the family to not have ever worked in the deep mine or on a strip mine. Simpson says his educational career was not that great, and in fact, he was a pretty bad student. His parents divorced when he was in the seventh grade, and he went on to experiment with various drugs during his high school years. He states he barely graduated from Wolford County High, and in fact, he actually enlisted in the United States Navy his senior year before graduation had even taken place. After three years in the Navy, where he worked in the Combat Information Center as a frigate, Sturgill spent some time in Japan and later lived in Everett and Seattle, Washington, where he hopped around jobs and actually waited tables at IHOP before finally moving back home to Lexington, Kentucky. There, he formed the country rock band Sunday Valley back in 2004. One of their very first shows was the Pickathon Festival in Portland, Oregon. They made a name for themselves on the alt-country scene, especially in Kentucky, and later moved to Nashville. But he states that he did not have the foggiest notion of how to hustle his music, and that move at the time was a total bust. So he set aside his musical ambitions once again and focused on building a career at a Salt Lake City, Utah railroad freight shipping yard for the Union Pacific Railroad, where he eventually worked his way up to management. Sturgill credits his wife and close friends with changing what he characterized as a hobbyist focused on songwriting and playing to convincing him to actually get serious about his music as a potential career. So he began playing local open mic nights and Simpson returned to Sunday Valley, touring and making an album with the band this time. And again, he and his wife moved to Nashville, where the group eventually actually broke up in 2012. After going solo, Sturgill released his debut album, named after a cemetery in Jackson, Kentucky, where many of his family are buried. This album is called High Top Mountain and is produced by Dave Cobb. And among the session musicians found on this album are Hargis Pig Robbins on piano and Robbie Turner, a former guitarist for Waylon Jennings on steel guitar. The very first song, the lead track on the album, and the first song the world would hear from Sturgill Simpson as a solo artist is called Life Ain't Fair and the World is Mean. It is actually a re reworked version of a song from Simpson's old band Sunday Valley. And right out of the gate on his first solo album, he lets us know his intentions. This song functions as a statement of intent where Sturgill suggests that his traditional country music will not be popular with mainstream country radio and award shows. He wasn't wrong.
Also on the album, High Top Mountain is Sitting Here Without You. An absolute barn burner song using the classic country trope of the lonely man pondering the life choices that led him to sitting all alone without the woman that he loves. You could have told me that you care about me. You could have told me what she behind. I'd be out on the town running friends and what else I could find. Then sit here without you with all of mine. You Can Have the Crown is arguably the most popular song from High Top Mountain and one that Sturgill actually didn't even want to include on the album. And while it has become a fan favorite over the years, Sturgill has for the most part retired from playing it live. Originally written as a satire of laundry list cliche country songs in Nashville, Sturgill wrote it about his life and struggle at the time. And even in the studio, he knew he was going to regret writing and recording this song. And lo and behold, it's a song that everybody wants to hear every time he plays a show, whether it be in a bar or an arena. And now that he's achieved success that he has, the song actually does no longer even seem relevant or even that funny to him anymore. Hence, why he doesn't play it live often. And although it may be a joke song to Sturgill and to some, there's no denying its catchiness, so just hear it for yourself. Sturgill wrote Hero about his grandfather, a man he obviously loved and a person who would factor into Sturgill's music throughout his career. The song Hero is a love letter to a hard-working but kind and loving man, the grandfather that Sturgill very much loved and respect, and a man that literally sacrificed his body in the coal mines and lumberyards in order to provide for his family. Sit around, he's done so much for me. He's the one that pulled me up when I fell down so low. He's the one who led me through the darkness when I could not. Let's face it, most of our days are just so so. Mediocre, if you will. However, all throughout a person's life, we do experience great days as well as bad days. Days in which everything seems to go right. Days that we, sh we wish that we could just bottle up and take with us. Memories that we cherish in our minds and our hearts. And then those are the bad days where everything goes wrong. Murphy's Law, so to speak. 
Days in which everything just plain out sucks. Several songs have been written over the years trying to capture this fact in song. Most notably, Tom Betty, when he said, Some days are diamonds and some days are rocks. However, few musicians have captured this thought and feeling better than that of Sturgill Simpson on his song, Some Days. Now let us move on to Sturgill's second album and what many consider to be his breakout album. I'm speaking, of course, of Metter Modern Sounds and Country Music, the second studio album by Sturgill Simpson and one that was again produced by the great Dave Cobb. Metter Modern Sounds was released back in May of 2014 through High Top Mountain, 30 Tigers, and Loose Music over in Europe. The title of the album is a homage to the album Modern Sounds and Country and Restaurant Music by the great Ray Charles and is also a reference to the philosophical and cultural and aesthetic of metamodernism. And in its promotion for the album, Sturgill made his debut on national TV on The Late Show with David Letterman and he went on to also perform on The Night Show with Jimmy Fallon and Conan O'Brien. Metter Modern now kicks off with the song Turtles All the Way Down. The song is a reference to Turtles All the Way Down, which is a term for the concept of Anvasinasa from the Indian philosophy, which states that there is actually no underlying basis or ground for our existence. The song lyrics are about, in part, the psychedelic experience that is brought on by the use of drugs, including marijuana, LSD, and DMT. References are made to encounters with Jesus, Satan, and even Buddha, as well as reptile aliens, which may very well be a nod or a joke about Scientology. The songwriter's mortality and the life-saving love are also referenced. The musical form of the song is that of a country music ballad. And in his review of the album, Thom Jurek gave the song a positive review, praising both the production as well as Simpson's vocals, saying that the song featured Cobb's nylon string guitar, the wafed and tapes of Mellotron, electric bass, acoustic, and electric guitars, as well as sharp drums, framing Simpson's lyrics that referred to Jesus, the Old Testament, Buddha, mythology, cosmology, drugs, and physics, before concluding that love's the only thing that ever saved his life, making it a glorious cosmic cowboy song. Rolling Stone ranked the song number four when it ranked the 25 best country songs of 2014, and again, that was three spots too low. However, Rolling Stone did praise the lyrics of the song, saying that turtles all the way down is many things, part twisted travelogue, hence I met the devil in Seattle, and spent nine months inside the lion's den, part half-baked philosophy seminar, see our souls must roam, and through that myth, 
we call space and time. Turtles All the Way Down serves as Simpson's grand mission statement for the rich storytelling and sentimentality that define this promising new artist, said Rolling Stone. If you haven't heard this song, where have you been the last seven years? Here's a little bit of Turtles All the Way Down. Back in the 1980s, and especially the late 1970s, CB radios were a phenomenon in the United States, sparked in part by their use as a major plot point in the Burt Reynolds movie Smokey and the Bandit. Almost everyone who had a vehicle had a CB radio, including Sturgill Simpson's grandpa who had one in his truck. And often when letting Sturgill ride along as a kid, he would let Sturgill play around on it until, of course, the truckers' jokes got too dirty and their language too blue, in which time Sturgill's grandpa would make him turn off the CB. Since Sturgill's album, Matter Modern Sounds and Country Music, is a figurative trip, he figured it needed to include a road song. Hence, Long White Lines, a song actually written by Buford Abner, but better known from a version by Aaron Tippin back in the 1990s. Sturgill himself became familiar with the tune years ago on an old Charlie Moore and Bill Napier bluegrass album by the same title, played by his grandpa. Sturgill states that he started working up his version of the song while he was on the road touring for High Top Mountain, and the song itself just kept getting looser and funkier each and every time he played it live. Here is the final product. In the song, It Ain't All Flowers, Sturgill uses the image of a rose to represent the contradictory joys as well as sorrows of everyday life. He evokes a similar sentiment that Waylon Jennings did on his 1987 hit Rose in Paradise. It ain't all flowers, Sturgill sings. Sometimes you've got to feel the thorns. This song's unique production emphasizes an instrumental recording line that is actually played backward at both the beginning and the end of this song. It is a eerie sound in which NPR's Rachel Martin noted kind of sounds similar to something you would hear on maybe a Beatles record. This is interesting for all kinds of reasons. It kind of become a funk, funk song just by the nature of playing it back that way, and all of a sudden there's a different kind of rhythm that the song is infused with. In reply to this statement in an interview with Rachel Martin, Sturgill explained that while he has been labeled a country artist, he has a multitude of influences that range from blues to rock to funk. 
There's still so much room, he said, especially in country, to kind of break down the sonic doors and incorporate a lot of these things. And man, did Sturgill ever begin smashing those doors down on It Ain't Flowers. Been holding up a mirror Everything I don't want to see But it ain't all flowers Sometimes you gotta feel the thorn When you play with the devil You know you're gonna get to home Closing out Metter Modern Sounds and Country Music is a hidden track called Pambo, a song that is very near and dear to my heart as it is a love letter to Jackson and Breathitt County, the place that both Sturgill Simpson and myself call home, a song that has made me cry more than once. Back in 2021, Breathitt County was hit with an historic flood that destroyed several hundred homes, leaving hundreds of people homeless. When Sturgill heard this news, he came in unannounced with no fanfare and volunteered at the shelter as well as with food supply distribution. He also sold special edition t-shirts on his website featuring Pambo, the lake in which the song is named after, as well as his favorite local diner, the White Flash. And he donated 100% of these sales to help with the recovery effort in his home county of Breathitt, which actually, according to the song Pambo, is the only home his heart will ever know. I'd give anything to go back the days I was young On the way back to old Pambo I'd sit down on the lake bed, stare at the sun. Then I'd walk out in the water, let it cleanse my soul. Spend my days up on quicksand. Sturgill began to find success while touring for Metter Modern Sounds and started getting attention from the media as well as those out there who loved real, honest-to-God country music. He was still ignored by the CMAs and the country music establishment, however. Not resting on his laurels, he announced his third studio album on March 3rd, 2016, called A Sailor's Guide to Earth. He announced it with the release of its lead single, Brace for Impact, Live a Little. And prior to the announcement, Simpson stated in an interview with GQ that what's next is already finished, quite honestly, but I can't release it yet. I need about six months at home with my family. So on March 3rd, 2016, Simpson put out to the world Brace for Impact on YouTube as well as his website, and the very next day released a nine-song track list for the album A Sailor's Guide to Earth. And a week later, he published a music video for Brace for Impact, which was directed by Matt Murin and contains the Grim Reaper, a hot rod coffin, as well as sailboats. And for a lead single, 
Brace for Impact was a damn good one. later on March 24, 2016, Sturgill released the second single off of Sailor's Guide, which was actually a cover of the Nirvana classic In Bloom, along with its music video that was also directed by, once again, Matt Murin. Sturgill said of the song that he wanted to make a very beautiful and pure homage to Kurt Cobain, and in my opinion, he did. Is a world likes all our pretty songs and likes to sing alone and likes to shoot his gun. Don't know what it means, don't know what it means to love someone. A Sailor's Guide was finally released in its entirety to the public on April 15, 2016, to almost universal critical acclaim. And it went on to win Best Country Album at the 59th Annual Grammy Awards later that year. And it was actually nominated for Overall Album of the Year at the very same award show. On November 8, 2017, Sturgill live-streamed himself busking out front of Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee, during the annual Country Music Association Awards that was being held in the arena. Standing and singing with his guitar case open and his Grammy Award in full display, Sturgill tongue-in-cheekly sang and raised money for the ACLU while also flipping a figurative middle finger to the establishment of the Country Music Association for not even being nominated or even invited to that year's awards despite winning Best Country Album at the Grammys. Moving on to some other songs on the album, Sea Stories is basically a personal narrative or a letter from Sturgill to his son all about his time that he spent in the Navy. And it may very well contain Sturgill's best single line. Sometimes sirens send a ship off course, horizons get so hazy. So maybe get high, play a little golden eye on that old 64. Us children of the late 1990s can all relate to that. The song Old Sarah was written by Sturgill for his wife Sarah and was actually originally recorded and released back in 2010 on the lone LP from his former band, Sunday Valley. Sunday Valley, 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 Sunday Val
The lyrics to the song express Sturgill's recognition of his struggle to live in his own skin, as well as the budgeting force that Sarah provides in his life, as well as the strain that can put her up, that it, his burgeoning fame can put her under. And the time between old Sarah's inclusion on that Sunday Valley LP to the wind, as well as his third studio album as a solo artist, Sailor's Guide, Sturgeon went from being the front man of an unheralded country band to a household name. Re-releasing this deeply personal song about his wife serves as a renewal of his embedded statements that despite the doubtless changes his newfound fame has brought to his life, and especially hers, the expressions of appreciation and the promises of fidelity in the song written eight years previous still remain true. So, there's On the last song of the album, Sturgill sounds off on the military activities of the United States, especially those in foreign lands. And he gives his son some final words of advice. Don't get tricked into joining the military and be aware that much of what the media tells is just pure old nonsense. The irony of the title of the song, Call to Arms, is in the song's message that despite all the machismo and images of U.S. soldiers going to fight in the name of freedom, there's actually more strength and courage in resisting the propaganda messages about military service as well as activities in those foreign lands than taking up the arms in a politician's war, as he calls it in sea stories. So it's actually a call to arms against the military-industrial complex of the United States of the last 90 years, and is rather a call to take up arms in resisting. Sturgill performed an absolute blistering version of this song on his lone appearance on Saturday Night Live that actually featured fellow Kentuckian Chris Stapleton on guitar, and I highly recommend that you search out that performance on the internet. I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube. But here is a bit of the studio recording of Sturgill Simpson's Caught arms. going to take a real quick break to try to pay a few bills but don't run off don't turn this show off do not go anywhere because we'll be right back with much more about Sturgill Simpson we're going to talk about his bluegrass albums his rock and roll album his great concept album and his acting career so don't go anywhere we'll be right back after this a word from our sponsor 
Let us talk about sound and fury for a moment, if you will. Sturgill's fourth and no doubt his most divisive album. It was released back in September of 2019 on Electra Records and the same day an accompanied Netflix dystopian anime film set to the album's music was released and it was written by Sturgill himself as well as Japanese anime director Junpei Musasaki and Kamikaze Doja Studios. Sound and Fury marked a significant departure from Simpson's country music roots and embraced with open arms the genres of hard rock, psychedelic rock, blues, and even funk. It did go on to be nominated for Best Rock Album at the 63rd Grammy Awards and ended up at number three on the Apple Music Album Charts. The, the Grammy nomination made Simpson the first artist in history to ever be nominated in both Rock Album and Best Country Album at the Grammy Awards, an honor he actually would add on to later in his career, but we will get to that. Sturgill and his band spent two weeks recording the majority of this album holed up in an old motel in Waterford, Michigan. They recorded the songs All Said and Done and Last Man Standing at the butcher shop in Nashville, and Simpson actually produced the album with a little help from John Hill and bandmates Bobby Hemmett, Chuck Burles, and his drummer Miles Miller. He said that while making this album, he was listening to a lot of hip-hop and a little Black Sabbath and some Cars, as well as old funk records. Sturgill said that while in Detroit, he was inspired after listening to Eminem write a bunch of mad shit-talking songs about how awesome we all are. But later, he began to think that what he and his band had produced was not weird enough. So he came up with the idea to travel over to Japan and get the five most legendary anime directors in the history together, get them all drunk, and put them to competition to see who could outdo the other one. And he said he decided to go ahead and have them animate the whole effing album. Sturgill later characterized Sound and Fury as a sleazy, steamy rock and roll record, calling it his most psychedelic and heaviest to date. Bobby Moore of TheBoot.com described the album as a collection of dystopian rock songs, and it said, Musically, Sound and Fury has been described by critics as blues rock, psychedelic rock, boogie rock, synth rock, all of which can actually be heard on the song and debut single from Sound and Fury, Sing Along. Before we get back into some specific songs found on Sound and Fury, I very much want to get back to the anime film that was released to accompany the album. You can find it on Netflix. There's no dialogue. It's actually set 
exclusively to the album. So it's less than an hour long, and it's very much worth your time. Now, I will say it's not for everybody, and it is very much not safe to watch while you're at work, so you have been warned. Also, I have a feeling that you would likely enjoy it more if you were in a certain state of mind, and that is inebriated on marijuana. Now, as part of that next film pre-release of the album the song and music video a good look was released and it too is not safe for work but i very much recommend it and it will let you know in about four or five minutes if that netflix anime film is for you i will say the specific song a good look is an absolute barn burner of a song and for lack of a better word groovy The song Make Art Not Friends is a song about receding into oneself. The narrator, which we have to assume is Sturgill himself, is tired of the city. He's tired of the endless repetition of jobs and fake friendships that seem shallow and useless. He's happy to stay in his house just looking at himself in a mirror and make art until the end of his days. Recorded, written, and released pre-pandemic, this song was actually very prophetic of the years to come. Here is a little bit of Make Art, Not Friends. Murky and Retrograde is my favorite song on Sound and Fury. On it, Sturgill sings about how he carries the unwanted attention of people trying to take advantage of his career just to benefit themselves. He references award shows, haters that want to be in his band, and yes men. Here is a little bit of Mercury and Retrograde. Simpson has dabbled in other forms of media over the years, specifically that of cinema. He made his acting debut with a cameo in the 2011 independent film Orca Park, 
And in 2018, he had a role in the short film Black Hog Gut. He secured his first substantial acting role that same year when he appeared in several episodes of the CBS all-access show One Dollar, in which he played the part of Ken Fry, a laid-off steel mill worker who sells stolen goods. And in 2021, he was cast in the upcoming Martin Scorsese film, The Killers of the Flower Moon, as bootlegger Henry Grammer, who was involved in the Osage Indian murders. Simpson's role in the film was announced in April 2021, when it was also announced that fellow country singer Jason Isabel will also be in the movie. Sturgill has also expressed an interest in screenwriting. In a 2020 interview, he stated that he was working on a punk rock reboot of the 1981 horror movie An American Werewolf in London, as well as a script based on his experiences in the Navy. Speaking about his acting career, Sturgill said he did not consider himself to actually be an actor, but just a creative person seeking expression wherever the form may come from. He also appeared as a police officer who is killed in a struggle with one of the protagonists in the movie Queen and Slim. And in 2020, he appeared as a redneck from Florida in the horror movie The Hunt. That same year, Sturgill had a supporting role in the drama film Eterna. And back in 2019, he wrote and performed the theme song for Jim Jarmusch's horror comedy movie the Dead Don't Die, in which he actually has a cameo as a zombie, alongside stars Bill Murray and Adam Driver. Here's a little bit of the song from the movie, The Dead Don't Die, that is featured throughout the movie, found almost any time a radio comes on. Someday you're gone. And find the corners gone, but the dead'll still be walking round this whole world alone. Cause after life is over, the afterlife goes on. Cutting Grass Volume 1, The Butcher Shop Sessions, is the fifth studio album by American country musician Sturgill Simpson, and it was released in October of 2020 through his own independent label, High Top Mountain. The album consists of bluegrass renditions of songs found on his solo studio albums as well as a few from his time with Sunday Valley. It was recorded at the Butcher Shop Recording Studio with an absolute banger of a lineup of bluegrass musicians known as the Hillbilly Avengers. We have Tim O'Brien and Mark Howard on guitar, Scott Vestal on banjo, Stuart Duncan on fiddle, Miles Miller on drums, and the great mandolin player Sierra Hall on not only mandolin but also backing vocals. Way back in 2017, Sturgill actually expressed his desire to one day record and release a bluegrass album, and in 2020 he did. In early 2020, while on tour with Tyler Childers, Sturgill began to feel ill and would later find out he actually had COVID-19. 
That tour, as any tour going on in early 2020, was cut short to the pandemic. Once he returned home and fully recovered from COVID, Sturgill, as well as the musicians that were mentioned before and are featured on the album, performed a live stream from the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville in June of 2020 that raised $250,000 for COVID relief. And in turn, Sturgill promised an album would soon be released of all bluegrass songs. And later that year, he did. On this album is a song called All the Pretty Colors that was originally released with Sunday Valley way back in 2011 on their album, To the Wind and On to Heaven. Well, gray is the color of my world Since you left me on the bright and sunny orange and on the day No more rainbows shining out my window Like you, my sky's blue, have gone away I guess you bought me so long, silver and gold when he was about to leave home to go to the recording studio to record Cutting Grass Volume 1, Sturgill's wife told him that he best not even bother coming home if he didn't record and finally release his song, I Don't Mind. Thankfully for Sturgill, as well as all of us, he listened to his wife and release this fantastic song. I believe that I found God About the same time that I found you All that stuff about heaven and angels Well, I know now that it's all true But you drift in and out Sometimes Wine is an old Sunday Valley song that has been very much popular among Sturgill enthusiasts and fans. You can find various live versions of it on YouTube, but those were just wet to appetite, and fans have been clamoring for years for this song to actually finally get its proper due with a studio recording and release. Sturgill finally gave the fans what they want when he released Sometimes Wine on Cutting Grass, Volume 1. I couldn't tell you how much I paid for this bottle And how long we've been here Your guess is as good as mine Sometimes the wine don't hit me Cutting Grass Volume 2, The Cowboy Arms Session, is Sturgill Simpson's sixth studio album and was released just two months after Volume 1 as a follow-up to that album in December of 2020, once again on his own label, High Top Mountain. Just like Volume 1, the album consists of songs that are reworked in the style of bluegrass, that, songs that are found not only in his solo catalog, but that of Sunday Valley. 
And once again, he had the Hillbilly Avengers backing him up. And those, of course, are the guitarists Tim O'Brien and Mark Howard, banjoist Scott Vessel, fiddler Stuart Duncan, drummer Miles Miller, and the great Sarah Hall once again on the mandolin and backing vocals. Cutting Grass Volume 2, like I said, consists almost exclusively of reworked versions of old Sturgill Simpson solo songs and Sunday Valley songs, but it does include one brand new song that we will get to in a moment. But first, here is Jesus Boogie, a Sunday Valley song that finally saw the light of day on Cutting Grass Volume 2. Well, sins on the paper, they are not mine. You never asked me if I wanted to be the son of God. The song Tennessee, to my knowledge, had never been heard before Cutting Grass Volume 2. Now, there may very well be an old video floating around of Sturgill maybe performing that in his young solo days or even that of Sunday Valley, and if there is, let me know because I, for one, would like to hear it. But, to my knowledge, here for the first time on Cutting Grass Volume 2 is Sturgill's original song, Tennessee. song that is co-written by Sturgill Simpson and the late great Merle Haggard. As Sturgill would explain on a BBC interview, Merle Haggard would sometimes just call him up to chat. And one time when Sturgill was doing a solo tour over in Europe, Merle would pretend he forgot the time difference and call Sturgill up at ungodly hours of the morning. Sometimes Sturgill would answer, and other times, he'd be asleep, and it would go to his voicemail. Sturgill says he still has those voicemails saved to his phone. He says, We got to know each other in the last two years of my life. He, Merle, would call a lot, and we would talk on the phone. And later, when he got sick, he was still actually writing songs, even in his hospital bed. And he just popped up one day in the inbox. He sent me these lyrics in a text and said, from one old railroad man to another. For Merle Haggard was born and raised in a home converted from a boxcar and was primarily influenced by the singing break man Jimmy Rogers. And Sturgill Simpson himself worked for railroads in Utah for years before he pursued music full time. Recorded with what Sturgill is now calling the Hillbilly Adventures, Simpson is also not leaving out the possibility of doing more electric country version of this song in the future. Maybe I'll recut it 
one day with a hard country band. But it just seemed like a beautiful way to end this album and this chapter, he says. Here is what is likely the last song ever attributed to Merle Haggard as co-written with Sturgill Simpson, Hobo Cartoon. Color me in like a cartoon hobo Doing what bombs used to do Songs from the great Jimmy Rogers Hearing old Bing Crosby crew This is a song about things used to be In a script a hobo cartoon Sturgill Simpson had the title for his seventh studio album, The Ballad of Dude Juanita, in his head for years, and he knew that he wanted to create something in tribute to his grandfather, whom he describes as a very powerful force and presence in his life, who passed away back in 2017. But after multiple false starts, he could not quite crack what he really wanted the album to be. I've only ever really been interested in concept albums, says Sturgill Simpson. All my favorite albums are things like What's Going On, The Wall, and Astral Weeks, so I always sort of aim for that. But this time, I just wanted to write a story. Not a collection of songs that tell a story, but an actual story front to back. Driving home from the Oklahoma set of the upcoming movie Killers of the Flower Moon, Sturgill put on Willie Nelson's classic 1975 concept album, Red-Headed Stranger, and found himself listening to it eight or nine times on repeat during that trip. For his wife had recently sent him a photo of two antique Kentucky long rifles that her father had given to her. And suddenly an idea began to crystallize. In just two days, he had assembled the entire thing. I wrote it out in my mind, Sturgill said, who the characters are, including the mule and the dog, and then I realized everybody had to have their own song. I decided to sit it back in the Civil War era of Eastern Kentucky and use my grandfather as a fictitious character, a sort of larger-than-life badass who loved to put violence at bay. Sturgill immediately called up the magnificent team of Roots musicians that he had assembled on the previous year's Cutting Grass, Volume 1 and 2, and hustled all them into Nashville's legendary recording studio and spa, the Cowboy Arms Hotel. Not only is it his third release in just 12 months, but the entire Ballad of Dude and Juanita project from coming into his head and coming out to your speakers was completed in just five days. And though it clocks in under 30 minutes, it's the most ambitious work yet and a career mark of risk-taking and rule-breaking. Sturgill Simpson has previously challenged genre convictions in 2016's So Inflicted, A Sailor's Guide to Earth, as well as 2019's rock and roll album Sound and Fury. Sturgill described this new album as a roller coaster ride through all the styles of traditional country and bluegrass and map music that I love, even including a bit of gospel and a cappella. The story is set back in 1862. Dude's sojourn days are long over, but he's not so old that he still 
can blow the balls off a bat, reload, and shoot one more time. He's just trying to live out his days peacefully and live off the land. But one day, his beautiful wife, Juanita, is out working in their garden when the old bandit named Seamus McClure rides up, shoots dude, leaving him for dead, and steals Juanita away. But lo and behold, the shot actually went through dude and his dog, Sam, cleaned the wound by licking it. So dude saddled up his mule to get back his beloved wife. Stories and eyewitness had been sworn About a man born in Hartbury back in June of 29 Must have got that Martin Malin muzzle the day he was born Things he could do with that rifle Blow the balls off a bat, reload, and shoot it one more time. And a monster of a mule was a mighty fine steed. Dude loaded up his old mule, Shamrock, saddled up, jumped on, and headed off to find that bastard McClure and rescue his wife. Dude and Shamrock would not be alone, however. On the ground and by their side was dude's trusted dog, Sam. He was a rhino of the litter, but a plenty mean pup. But Sam on the scent, and he never let up. Spent his nights on the porch, chewing on a bare bone. Now he's underground, and I'm all alone. Well, a good dog on the ground's worth three in the saddle. No matter where you're from. Been many good dog was a friend to a man, but Sam was the greatest one. He was hound of hounds. He was wonder of all walkers. He loved howling at the moon. The journey was a very rough one. In fact, poor old Sam succumbed to the journey and passed away. And I'm not going to lie, the first time I listened to this album, I cried over Sam. There's just something about a man and his dog. Dude himself was plumb wore down from the journey and the infection running through his bloodstream from the previous gunshot wound he sustained by the hands of Seamus McClure. Thinking he's dying, Dude lied down in the woods where he was discovered by a Cherokee war party that brought Dude back to their chief. Now see, Dude himself was half Shawnee, and at the presence of the chief, he finds out that Seamus had traded Juanita to them for fresh horses so he himself could escape. Dude negotiated and got his wife back and he returned her as promised to the house. But don't think for a minute he's done yet because he still has to get that son of a bitch McClure.
On the song Juanita, Sturgill not only received the blessing of the great Willie Nelson, but actually has him playing guitar on the track. As Sturgill himself states, if you write a Spanish love ballad about a lady named Juanita that is in the style of Marty Robbins, there's only one guy on this planet that can play that guitar solo. So he hit up Willie's son, Micah, to see if he could make it happen. And lo and behold, the next morning, Sturgill had the file back in his inbox with a message saying, Trigger had fun. All that's keeping me alive is the hope of losing you. Juanita, when I found you, I was at my end. So hold on, Juanita. I'll find you in. In the end, the Ballad of Dude and Juanita really just comes down to celebrating a family patriarch and a 60-year marriage. Sturgill says, My grandfather gave me the closest things to guidance I ever had, and the thought of letting him down kept me from going even further down that stray path that I did as a young man. He was my introduction to country music. He only watched westerns. He was just sort of a cowboy dude, and actually, his name really was Dude, which is spelled D-O-O-D. He was the kind of man I always wished I could be, says Sturgill. But goes on to say, but I probably do possess the character to ever get there. Sturgill states that he wanted to make something that really honored his grandfather's memory and that his grandmother could hear and make her feel like he was still with her and that he'll find her again someday. And I do believe that he very much did so in his magnificent concept album, Dude and Juanita. And if you're wondering, yes, Dude eventually gets revenge on that bastard, McClure. Thought he was out of range of that rifle Kentucky. That one show with Brian Combs is brought to you by Thatcher Barbecue Company and is written, produced, and recorded by me, Brian Combs. You can look me up on social media, on Twitter, at that one show, BC, on Instagram, at that one show with Brian Combs, on Facebook, at that one show podcast, and on Patreon, at that one show. So go follow us along on any of those sites, and please, Subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. 
whichever you prefer. And finally, if you are enjoying this show, I ask from the bottom of my heart that you recommend it to at least one other person with whom you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, this has been That One Show with Brian Combs. <laughs>